everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome to Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where two 20-something cousins revisit our childhood favorite movies and video games to see if they still hold up as adults. This week has been a doozy for a lot of people, but for the first time ever, Steph and I are recording together today! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) And good thing, too, because I'm going to need all the emotional support I can get. Yep, absolutely. This is, there's been trauma. (laughs) So much has happened. (laughs) We're going to get into it. Oh, yeah. This little therapy session over here. So for our New Year's episode, we're diving into a nostalgic film that traumatized Lex as a child (laughs) called Rudolph's Shiny New Year. So as usual, first we're going to get into some behind the scenes info and fun facts about this film. Then we'll get into our review and discuss whether this claymation holiday film is still special or in my case, uh, unnerving now that we're adults. (laughs) Rudolph's Shiny New Year is the 1976 sequel to the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special produced by Rankin Bass Productions in 1964. Rudolph's Shiny New Year is an American-Japanese New Year's stop-motion animation television special (laughs) that premiered on ABC on December 10th of 1976. That's a lot of words. That is a lot of words. (laughs) This film was directed by Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass and written by Romeo Muller. This New Year's Claymation special features the voice talents of Billy Mae Richards, Red Skelton, Maury Amsterdam, Frank Gorshin, Paul Fries, Don Messick, and Harold Peary. The film has not won any notable awards, which we will discuss, but it was followed by Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, which was released in 1979. It made us happy to find out that Billy Mae Richards provided the voice for Rudolph in all three of his Claymation films. So good. I know. I recognized it, too. I was like, this sounds eerily close to the original Rudolph. I'm pretty sure that's the only um, recurring cast member, though. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So if you haven't seen this movie since the 60s, or if you've never had the pleasure of having a claymation eagle haunt your dreams after watching this as a kid, here's a plot summary written by Kathy Lee on IMDb. Father Time sends Santa a message telling him that the baby New Year, Happy, is missing. And without the baby New Year, it'll remain the old year forever. But it's foggy and snowing, so Rudolph is the only reindeer for the job. Rudolph learns that Eon, an ugly vulture, is also searching for Happy, so that Eon's life will never end. With the help of 1 million BC and Sir 1023 and 1776, (laughs) Rudolph searches through the islands of the archipelago of last year and races against Eon to ensure a happy new year. There's so much to unpack from that. There's... (laughs) It's a lot and so little at the same time. There's so much to unpack. (laughs) So let's get into our fun facts. All right, let's do it. We couldn't really find any good ones about the movie. Yep. Um... (laughs) But we did find some about New Year's Eve, which is a lot of fun. So the first one is that the annual tradition of gathering in Times Square for New Year's started as a party to celebrate the opening of the New York Times building in 1904, and apparently over 200,000 people attended. Hershey, Pennsylvania also drops a kiss to ring in the new year. Other Pennsylvania towns have traditions that play off their names. In Mechanicsburg, they drop a wrench. In Dillsburg, (laughs) they drop a pickle. I love that. That is, that is so cute. I like that a lot. I know. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> <laughs> and then our last fun fact about New Year's is that because of time differences and time zones, the Pacific island of Tonga is the first to ring in the new year. 
Baker and Howland Island are the last places to ring in the new year, but they're both uninhabited. So for inhabited countries, American Samoa is the last place to celebrate the new year. And it's crazy to think about, but apparently Tonga is only 558 miles from American Samoa, which means it's possible to get a quick flight between the two and count down to the new year twice. Time zones are so weird, they're dude. So like strange. they're so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, like it's insane. I don't understand. So strange. All right. Well, we're going to get into this. We're going to jump right into the trauma of this. <laughs> How much did we watch this as kids? Not a lot. And I think for good reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this. Really? Ever. Yeah. Like this is your first time? Nothing about this was familiar to me at all. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, what I remember the most is that the baby happy pretty much had like Dumbo ears going on. Yeah. Like that's what I remember the most from this, but really that was it. And I just remember Eon the Eagle. Well, I thought he was an Eagle. Apparently he's like a vulture, (laughs) which makes more sense. because He was terrifying. (laughs) He was a lot. He was a lot. Yeah. I heard him before I saw him and I was like, like, in your bones, in your bones. Like (laughs) you're like, I can feel he's coming. And he like, every time before he came in the frame, he was like, <laughs> and my palms started sweating. <laughs> it was so bad. Lexi's watching it like having a nervous breakdown. I was. And the worst part was like I was having a full blown conversation when like when he first made his entrance onto the screen and all I heard was and I literally like shuddered. I stopped mid conversation and was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. Did you watch it with anybody or by yourself? I watched it with Jackie for emotional support. How did she do? She was like, she was like, eh. <laughs> she was like, it's whatever. Yeah. Jackie's one of those people. She thinks that, um, she's going to laugh when I tell her this or when I, when I tell you guys this, but what's the name of that show? The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. 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 It's like super depressing. Yeah. She thinks that that movie has two happy endings. <laughs> like the Handmaid's Tale, like the series. <laughs> She was like, I can't watch it anymore. It's too happy. <laughs> what? <laughs> so she that enjoys, doesn't track. <laughs> she enjoys uh, torture and trauma. Wow. It's it makes me very concerned for her, honestly. I mean, I love that for her, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have any nostalgic memories of watching this. Like nothing happy, but this was the movie that traumatized you about birds. This was one of them. Yes. The other was The Last Unicorn. Yes. So if you guys have not seen The Last Unicorn, there's a bird in that movie. It's like it's like a three-breasted bird, it is. which is already terrifying in <laughs> itself. And then it eats its owner. And it like kind of does it like on screen a little bit. And it's funny because when we were looking at the cast list for this, for Rudolph's Shiny New Year, the guy who voices Humpty Dumpty was in The Last Unicorn. Stop. And I was like, this guy's a monster! <laughs> But um, yeah, so basically my trauma stems from The Last Unicorn, this movie. I'm not kidding, guys. I used to have nightmares about Eon, the vulture, or I thought he was an eagle at first. Yeah. But then like I have real life situations that have also happened that are not good with birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like my family and I going on vacation and like going to the boardwalk. You're going to laugh at this one because I, I don't wait. think I've ever told I can't you about wait. this. Um, and you're going to laugh because it traumatized me so much, but it's something so little. Um, so we were walking and we had gotten ice cream and I was just eating my ice cream, minding my business. And a seagull swoops down 
and goes straight through the middle of my ice cream. And, like, I'm not kidding, guys. It left a valley in the middle <laughs> of my ice cream. <laughs> and, like, y'all should know I don't mess with my food. Lexi's fully like Joey Tribbiani. She's yeah. like, Lexi doesn't share food. Yeah, like time stopped. I yeah. swear thing, everything was in slow motion after that. I was just like trauma central. And now I have PTSD every time I eat ice cream. But that happened um, to one of my friends when we went to Ocean City last year, in the middle of quarantine. We yeah. were like, we're going to go. No one's going to be there. We're going to quarantine in a house and just yeah. stay at the beach. And we went and we're sitting on the beach and she has like a piece of like the charcuterie board that we brought and she's yeah. holding it. And we're sitting in chairs at the ocean like the water's washing up on our legs and we're just sitting there talking and a seagull like swooped between our chairs took her food and was gone like she literally thought that like I took it from her hand until she turned and my face was just like pure shock <laughs> and they're so quick they remind me of like um the Finding Nemo ones when they're like mine 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 mine, mine. yeah absolutely but they're so quick and then like <laughs> Even when we were little, like, when Steph was over at my house a bunch, like, we used to find, like, baby birds and try to, like, nurse them back to health yeah. after their parents left them, and, like, they would always die, and then, um, <laughs> yeah. and then we had, like, baby bunnies in our backyard that we tried to save, and bunnies, buzzards tried, kept trying to get them. We tried to save the chipmunks in the front yeah. garden. Yeah. I'm just, like, birds are just a no-go for me. Like, those are the one animal that I, I'm, like, you really should not have, like, it's just... Bird people are questionable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, if you have a bird, I don't trust you. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Sorry, guys. (laughs) So back to the movie. Um, We're just going to get into the rewatch. Let's do it. Yeah, because this this bird, honestly, and even Maya, Maya, like, was watching it with us, Mm -hmm. and she saw Eon, and she was like, oh, he's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's super creepy. There's just, like, this movie literally starts... First of all, they changed like Rudolph's song to like be a New Year's song. Yeah. I didn't like that. Like, who do you think you are? And then immediately Santa jumps on your boy and he's like, all the fate of all the children in the world's happiness once again rides on your shoulders, yeah. Rudolph. I was like, that is so much pressure. And it wasn't even the same Santa. Did you it notice wasn't, that? No, he was different, different voice, different uh, like animation yeah. on his face. He looked like the Santa from um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, like the they, it's almost like they took that animation and did it for this one. And like the original Rudolph seems like it had totally different animation right it's interesting it was so strange and then i also love how santa in all of the rudolph movies is like i'm not gonna do anything but good luck though yeah like literally he's just like i don't know like you've got this i'm gonna send my friends and all of them are gonna be made of clocks and they're all gonna help you he's like i'm just gonna sit back and drink my cocoa and eat my cookies and wait literally he did nothing yeah he did nothing (laughs) It was really funny. He, swoop, he swooped into like the last minute, like full Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Like was yeah. just like, oh, you did the hard part. Here I am. Like, yeah. He's like here to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> just swoops in. I was also really confused to, as to why Father Time had an axe. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think about that until, until you said that. I didn't even think about that. He He's was like, wild. He yeah. was wild. He was like, we can't find baby happy. And I'm like. So I have an axe. Really? <laughs> Are you sure? Is he the only baby? Baby baby Happy's like, I did not sign up for Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Like, I'm in the wrong movie. He's like, I need to call my agent. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> my Uber's here. Right? He was really supposed to be in Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, this movie was creepier than anything Tim Burton has ever made. Yeah, Tim Burton is child's play compared, compared to this. To this like, movie. this movie... 
I've never seen. And I was like, maybe Lex is like exaggerating a little bit because she's afraid of birds. So like, no. I get it. Maybe it like is better now that we're adults. Yeah. And I'm like watching it. And the whole time I'm like, this is like the world's worst fever dream. Like this is like a paralysis demon. It is. Like, it was not good. It is. It's a paralysis vulture, guys. It it's was like, it's insanity. And even like the Ooh. other characters are kind of creepy too. Yeah. Well, they're so creepy. And all of them are like, time characters like the camel's made of time the whale's made of time yeah. and then they go back in time and all of the other characters have like their name is just a date yeah. and I'm like you're telling me that this man's in 1776 his name is 1776 right. like it's he doesn't even have like Peter for a name yeah. but you got like Ben Franklin there too yeah just chilling also did you notice that Ben Franklin was like not even phased no full grown baby was just like Ben went Franklin, down his yeah. line on the kite yeah no he's he was electrocuted by lightning. He's seen stuff. Like he's, <laughs> he was like, okay, yeah. hello, <laughs> hello. This is my town. <laughs> Let me show you around. There was like, you're gonna miss the parade. <laughs> yeah, there was like so much like time warpy. Like yeah. we have to like protect the space time continuum and right. protect the timeline and like all this stuff that was like very Loki esque. Like yeah. it was very much like protect like Doc Brown. Yeah, it was like very much like protect the timeline. But then they'd go in and like. Happy would encounter, or even Rudolph would encounter, like, fairy tale creatures, yeah. like, storybook people, like... Just out of nowhere. Yeah, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, the yeah. Seven Dwarves, the Keebler Elves, like, it was very, like, are we going back in time, or are we going into different stories? Yeah. Like... Because, honestly, like, that was one of the parts I was like, I would have liked to have seen a movie about this. Yeah! Like, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. It just didn't fit with, like, the theme they were going with, because right. I didn't understand it. Yeah. It was just, it was a very strange, strange movie. Very. And like you said, it just felt like a fever dream and like <laughs> sleep paralysis vulture. I, can, I still can't get out I'm of I'm thinking that. about, he's like a sleep paralysis demon. Like he's something you would see when you're like in bed he and you're like, is. I can't move, but there's eon the vultures on my ceiling. He like, is. And I really don't understand why they went so far as to making him so creepy. So creepy. When like everyone else was like borderline, but like still cute in a way. Yeah. They went full blown creepy on him. And he, then they were like, yeah. they even changed the music up every time he came yeah. on the screen. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like literal horror movie music in the background it was insane even the abominable like snowman first nightmare yeah yeah absolutely and even the abominable snowman wasn't that scary yeah. like he was not that creepy i miss him i know i'm like bring him back that's what i was saying too i was like i miss him and i miss yukon cornelius yes i would have loved to have seen both of them the one part that had me really laughing was oh one million the first place he goes is like this one island and it has like a caveman on it and his name is like one million or something. Oh yeah, like one million BC. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice his haircut? He had like the first ever Karen haircut. Yeah. He it had a weird so haircut. Funny. He was just like so bizarre and he broke out in a song at the most random time yeah. and I was like, all of these songs are not catchy and they're awkwardly placed and yeah. I don't like them. There was one part <laughs> where Rudolph was walking on like on like a beach kind of thing by the yeah. water and he just all of a sudden hops in this boat and i was like first of all what wh whose boat is this Who's that you're just stranded <laughs> and second of all i was like um we're just gonna ignore the fact that this song sounds just like the heat miser and snow miser song yes. like no yeah it was a lot. It yeah. was a lot. The songs were so ill-placed, and I think that is part of what made them, like, not memorable, besides the fact that they just weren't memorable songs or yeah. good. <laughs> and I also didn't understand half of this plot, because yeah. can't Rudolph fly? 
Yeah, like, literally. Why Why are they worried about this bird? And they're like, oh my gosh, we can't see anything. I'm like, this dude has a red nose. He flies. And he can fly. What is the issue? I did, yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. And then Santa has to come like at the end with his reindeer to save him. And yeah. they're all flying. And I'm like, why couldn't Rudolph do this? Yeah, and Rudolph <laughs> is leading the, the sleigh the at, the, at the end. Like, Slacker. what? Slacker. What? <laughs> He's like, I need the plot to be thickened. I'm going to be lazy for the rest of this movie. This whole movie was just like the stupidest ways to make the baby disappear. They're like, and then a big gust of wind took him. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> like part of me kind of got like, Wizard of Oz vibes from it when yeah. they, when they kept adding more and more people and one of them was like a Tin Man and, yeah but then on the other hand there was one part where Eon had gotten Baby Happy and had him up in his nest or something yeah and Rudolph and his friends are trying to sneak up and get him back and Eon wakes up and he looks down and like old one million is like upside down and Rudolph's like flattens out and, stuff. <laughs> and I was literally like this reminds me of the hangover for yeah. some reason like them trying to find Doug and they're like, <laughs> like it would not have surprised me if they were like we're the four best friends that anyone could have <laughs> it's like <laughs> it makes no sense wow yeah it was just wild like I would love to see a Rudolph hangover edition like I really would me too yeah yeah. Too, with a tiger and everything and Mike Tyson. I don't know if I'd rather see a Christmas version of The Hangover or Rudolph just trying to find his hungover friend on a rooftop. Right? Like, <laughs> that would have been great, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, what's his name? Zach Galifianakis' character in The Hangover would definitely be the one to lead the yeah. play. Like, I want, for sure. I want him to to be in He'd a be Rudolph movie like yeah like a Rudolph movie but I want him to be Hermie like I want him to voice that Hermie that would be good that would be so good see someone needs to make like a knockoff Rudolph but like have it be really funny and adult friendly and yeah. then just like go ham on it with just, all these crazy celebrities yeah just let us write it let yeah. us write it we do so good let's do it right now let's do it right now bye guys <laughs> but one of the things I, st- I really do miss the abominable snowman. I so do, much. and like even especially after they took his teeth and everything, and yeah. he was so happy and he was helping them decorate. Like to me, I feel like Eon would have been no match for him because he no. would have just like plucked him out of the sky like yeah. King Kong. He would have been so good. He like chomps on him with his gums. Right. Like, <laughs> he's just like playing like playing with him like a toy plane. Like <laughs> it's I so love that. good. Honestly, Happy is the cutest part of this film. Yeah. He was so cute. Yeah, I thought he was adorable. And Rudolph, like, low-key bullied him a little bit. Yeah. He, like, low-key bullied Everyone him. Everyone did. And they were like, why are you going away? Yeah, they're all like, don't be, like, Rudolph literally tells him, he's like, don't be upset that I laughed at you. And I'm like, Rudolph, you've been through this. Like, right. you've been through the trauma. What are you doing? The funny part to me, too, was, like, all of his quote-unquote friends that Happy made, they were all like, if you're going to be my friend, take your hat off. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why does... <laughs> Why does that decide what yeah. friends you have? Like, what the heck is going on here? You can't be my friend if you wear hats. Yeah. <laughs> We're strictly no hat household. <laughs> it's like when you take your shoes off when you go to someone's house, but you have to remove the yes. hat. <laughs> They're like, your hat offends me. We can no longer be friends. Oh my god. It was gosh. a good hat. It was a dope hat. It I liked was. it. I liked it. I like that it covered his ears. It was yeah. good. Oh. <laughs> Although his ears were cute. They were cute. Like he would grow into them. Yeah. He was very Will Smith. I liked yeah. it. <laughs> I loved it. I honestly, guys, I don't have many more. I don't have like any other notes on this film. Was it just as traumatizing this time around? It was much easier to watch Eon this time around because I was expecting it to be creepy. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm an adult now, so I feel like <laughs> Bill scare me and like... <laughs> 
other responsibilities are more terrifying than She's like, a I'm bird. grown. I'm grown. Yeah, than a fictitious bird. Um, <laughs> gas prices. Yeah. Everything. It's just, it's not as scary anymore. Yeah. And, um, but you might have traumatized Maya. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Maya, look away. Don't look at it. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, it wasn't as scary this time around. But I was also watching it like, okay, I get I get the trauma now. Yeah. Like, I get why this scarred me as a kid. Like, I also didn't understand how they beat him. Like, they just made him laugh so much that, like, he was too happy inside to, like, die. I didn't, I didn't understand how that worked. And, like, he didn't even die. Like, we never saw, we never saw any kind of conclusion for him. No. And so maybe that's what traumatized me. I was like, he's still out there. (laughs) He's still on the loose. She's like, it hasn't ended. Yes. And the thing that pissed me off about that part, too, was that they were like, oh, we made him laugh. Let's all stay here and laugh together. Yeah, I'm like, like, run. Run. Get out of here. The man's distracted. Yeah. It's like the thing with the chainsaws in, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You get the chainsaw away from him and, like, you gotta run. You gotta go. Yeah. You need to leave. So, Lex, is there anything you would have changed about this to make it better? Only everything. (laughs) Only everything. Only everything. Um... I wish that we would have seen more of fairy tale land. I thought it would have been much more fun to see Happy keep going through fairy tales and like yeah. messing stuff up. Like we said before, I would have loved to see characters from the Rudolph franchise. Yeah. Because um, I didn't even know they were connected, but apparently this is like a sequel to Rudolph. And then right. after this came Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Right. So yeah, I would have loved to see like more characters because like also where were these islands and where's Frosty and like what about the island of misfit toys yeah like is this whole universe islands like I don't get it it's all islands and like what's crazy to me is they're talking about all these different islands and clearly they got the idea of islands from the island of misfit toys yeah but like didn't the island of misfit toys have a king who was a lion who also had wings like why didn't you guys use him make him come and like fight it out with uh Eon see that would have been great I love that. Yeah, truly. And then, like, he could have used the misfit toys as weapons if he wanted to. Oh, and, my like, God. This man, Father Time, has a literal axe, <laughs> and he did nothing <laughs> this entire time. He just talked to his clocks the whole time. Yeah. Sir, we need your help. We need some assistance. Yeah, and then the one thing that I thought was so sad about this film, too, is, like, the fact that Baby Happy doesn't even get a choice in the matter. Like, they literally were like, this is this is the baby, and he's only going to live for one year because apparently they age so fast, like faster than dogs age. And it's like, you literally are like 105 by the time it's December. Happy didn't ask for this. I would have ran too. It's it's wild to me too because, yeah, because they're like, they're like, oh, he's the new, like, baby new year. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like... Y'all, y'all just, I thought he was just going to be like a character. It's like, we had to find him because every year he rings in the new year. I didn't realize like for a little bit into the movie that he like becomes father time and then dies and then they have a new baby new year. Honestly, this movie was pretty creepy and I feel like the only thing that would have made it creepier or more interesting, at least in my opinion, would have been if the recent or like the last father time had just walked out in front of everyone and been like, well scene yeah just burst into dust yes (laughs) like have like the most epic leaving uh, like of any movie ever the most epic outro that would have been great i know they weren't big into twists like this doing these movies but i would have loved to also have like father time have been behind 
like Eon and like behind all of it at the whole Ooh. time, so that way he could stay forever as well. Like yeah. that would have been cool. Or he was Eon. Ooh, that would have been twisted. He could like turn into the bird. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been twisted. They wouldn't have done that for this movie, but like that's how I would have done the movie. Yeah. This man's got an axe. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. He's a villain. He's a <laughs> he's a predator. Villain material here, <laughs> and like also. Where did first of all, where did you get the axe? And second of all, like if you die at the end of the year, does he just automatically become like the Grim Reaper? Because that would be cool too. That would be cool. Do they give the axe to Baby New Year to like Happy? <gasps> That's dangerous. They got to give him an axe. And also, I'm like, why? Why are you giving the controls of time to, to a baby? Infant? A baby. <laughs> He's literally crawling around, just going like, Happy yeah. New Year, literally. <laughs> Like, you are giving time, the control of time, to this infant? You are now in charge of the multiverse. <laughs> Congratulations. Right. It's insanity. I don't understand it. But yeah, is there anything else that you would have changed about this? Because no. I thought the only other thing would be, like, having Rudolph be more supportive of Happy. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, he kind of... It was kind of this dynamic where he was like, oh, I was bullied too. So, like, you got to learn to embrace your your... Um, flaw and make it your own because it makes you you. Right. Which was like really cute but then he goes and he laughs at Happy when he removes his hat and he was like oh well I wasn't expecting it to be that funny and you bring so much joy to everyone and I'm like good save there buddy. But yeah. Like, I would have liked to see that play out more. Yeah. Well, or like maybe Rudolph fly around and be like don't judge a book by its cover. Like yeah. Happy controls everything. And Yeah. No. He like bullied this kid after talking earlier in the movie. He's like, I wish he had come to me. I know how that feels. I bet they didn't let him play any new year's games, which Mm -hmm. I like, I hated that pun. Yeah. But I was like, okay, so you want him to come to you and like be your friend and like, you'll make him feel better. But the second you see him, you start laughing. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's like my main issue with this movie is that it really did just feel like kind of a cheap ripoff of Rudolph of the red nosed reindeer. Yeah. It felt like a money grab. Yeah. Just with the songs and like, even the storyline, how they were like, oh, we have another misfit that's being made fun of. And he ends up saving New Year's. And it's like, mm, mm, I don't know, guys. It just felt too forced. Like, the other one yeah. felt so organic and natural. And, like, this is such a fun story. It's such a unique and original story. And this one felt very forced. Yeah. Like, a lot of the stuff just didn't make sense. And it was just, it was too much. Yeah. 100%. So. Um, Are you ready to move into critic ratings? I think I am. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for critic ratings, Rudolph's Shiny New Year received a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 50% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 51% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and three out of five stars on Common Sense Media. This is one of the few times where the critics and the audience are like really level together. Yeah. I mean, other than Common Sense Media. They're being real nice. Yeah. (laughs) They kind of rated it a little, a little too nice for my liking. But. Yeah, so did IMDb, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> now for our ratings, <laughs> we can rate Rudolph's Shiny New Year on a scale from A plus to F minus. A plus meaning this film is adorable. It's so nostalgic and fun to rewatch, and I will probably put this on again to celebrate next New Year's Eve. Let's all laugh together. <laughs> <laughs> F minus, meaning this film is pure nightmare fuel. This was painful to watch. And this movie is hot garbage on a Saturday morning. Based on this rating scale, how would you rate Rudolph's Shiny New Year, Lex? I'm going to give this an F. Yeah. Because I will not watch this again. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. And it's not even because of the trauma that it gave me as a child. This movie is just not good. 
Um, yeah. At least in my opinion. And like, I feel bad because Maya kind of liked it a little bit, but she, <laughs> she was also like, every time Eon got on the screen, she was like, no, <laughs> I don't like him. But it just, it's one of those movies I feel like as a kid, you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. But then when you grow up and you see the, all the holes in the plot and like, it's just, it's a hot mess. Yeah, I will agree. I'm going to give this movie an F. I will never rewatch this. Yeah. This movie for me, everybody was worse than Freebirds. This was <gasps> worse than Freebirds. This was that bad. It was not good. It was not good oh at all. Oh my gosh. You heard it here, folks. This this is my new Freebirds. Like, this is it. This was bad. That is crazy. And at least Freebirds was, like, fun to make fun of. Yeah. Like, that's the difference. I feel like Freebirds was more fun to make fun of because of how ridiculous it was. Yeah. And this movie just felt like a cheap ploy for money. Just, like, yeah. it felt like they were kind of just using the characters that you knew and loved from Rudolph and were like, hey, let's make a different holiday film, but let's try to make it as nostalgic. And it was, like... I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that they kind of like were like, oh, let's lo- use the nostalgia of Rudolph yeah. to make this new movie. And yeah. It's like, no. It's almost like they leaned too hard into the fame and success of the original Rudolph. Yeah. And they were like, we're just literally going to copy and paste mm-hmm. everything that everybody, we know everybody liked about the first one and then put it into the second one and hope that it still works. And it doesn't. Yeah. And it's and like, ignore the bad. fact that Rudolph can fly and like yeah. other crucial points it's like it makes no sense yeah it made no sense so this is an f i will not be watching this again i don't think yeah. lex will be watching this again although i am glad to put like my trauma to rest yeah kind of cathartic like watching this again it was a little therapeutic i will say because i was kind of like it's one of those things where you're afraid of it as a kid and you're like okay let me revisit it as an adult and like take that trauma head on yeah so 100 percent right so thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing Childhood. And do you guys have any films that scared you when you were younger? Because please send us a DM and let us know. We need to know what else made you guys scared yes. so we don't feel so alone. Yeah, we would love to hear from you all. And also, if you're celebrating Kwanzaa right now, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. We hope you guys are having a safe and happy holiday season. Yeah, definitely. And we want to wish everyone a happy and safe new year. Yes. Please take care of yourselves. Be safe. Don't get on the roads if you're intoxicated. Make sure you guys are in a safe location at all times and celebrate in style. And we can't wait to see you guys in the new year. Yay. We'll see you next year. See ya. Bye. Bye.